You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. It's the You Up podcast. Um, coming at you live from the, the New York City Metro subway station. We're underground. We just le- left Rockefeller Center. We're on a B- either BDF or M train. And yes, it's BDFM. Which is so close to BDSM, it's crazy that that's what the order they put those in. I'm on a train, sorry it's loud, but we have to do this podcast on the road. You know that that's how it works. Just got done um, with Thursday's show with Christian Finnegan and Andrew Collin. Andrew Andrew is with me right now. We're sipping Starbucks on a train headed downtown to my new apartment. And, um, And then I'm off to the airport to go to Kansas City Improv where I am tonight, which is Friday when you're listening to this. I'm recording this on a Thursday. I'm there tonight at the Kansas City Improv and um, tomorrow, Saturday, too. So um, please come out to shows. If you know anyone in the Kansas City area, tell them I'm going to be there. Andrew, how are you today? I'm great. I can't believe I'm not going with you. But I'm going to hold down the fort. I'm going to stay at your new place, which is really cool that you're letting me do that and break it in. I was thinking, like, you should use it, but I don't want you sleeping in my bed is the problem. And it's not because I think you're going to... Well, it is partially I don't want you in the bed. Like, I don't want your smells and your body, like, touching my new sheets. But I also... I've slept in my bed the past two nights, and I've sweated a lot, and I've been, like, eating in bed. So there are, like, weird stains that I don't want to be judged for. So it's a two-way street. And I did just pee my pants. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, we just got done with radio, and we all go to the bathroom after radio. And Andrew comes out, and we were taking a picture with Christian Finnegan to commemorate the awesome episode we just had, which you're going to hear of later on the podcast. But um, Andrew came out and told us all that he peed on himself. A lot. I thought I shook. I guess I didn't shake hard enough. I don't understand how did the pee got to your shirt. No, it was just on my shorts. Mm. We all saw it on your shirt. Oh my god, man. That's a lot. Wait, that right there? Yeah, and I'm wearing black shorts, so that's a a good amount of piss. It's probably... So it just kept dribbling out of your pee hole? To be honest, I don't even know if I ever took it out. <laughs> Is that a common thing that you get pee on yourself when you pee as a man? Yeah. I've been through different stages. I don't know if I had an STD that I didn't know about. <laughs> but, like, sometimes you drip more than others. Like, you go through different stages in your life. Talk about puddles. Yeah. Puddles you don't want. For a while, I did. That's so true. There was a while where I was, um, if I laughed too hard or if I, like, sneezed, I would pee. Like, I just think my Kegels weren't up to snuff. And now that never happens. But there was a year where I was like, oh, this is just the way it is now. I'm an older woman, and I'm going to just squirt pee here and there. And, yeah, I don't. It happens a lot with, like, a lot of different parts of your body. Like, you'll have lower back pain. You'll have... I don't know, just like different ailments. It reminds me of Louis C.K.'s joke where he goes in and he talks to the doctor about his foot. He's like, my foot hurts. And the doctor's like, yeah, your foot's just shitty now. (laughs) He's like, is there anything I can do about it? He's like, no, I mean, your foot is just going to fall apart now until you die. It happened to my mom recently. She went to the doctor and they told her just as much about her shoulder. They're like, yeah, it's just bad. And I was like, mom, it's like that Louis C.K. joke. And uh, she's like the one where he takes his dick out when I work for him in the in the office I'm like that is pretty funny um no I I um but there's been but there's been ailments like that that do go away that don't just keep getting shitty I mean I'm not to go against the bit but you know what I mean like I've had yeah there's one times where they the doctor will say you can do this and it'll get better but then there are other times the doctor is just like yeah 
Yeah, you're just pissing your pants from now on. Yeah. My buddy Brendan. Brendan Air? Yeah, who was on this show. <laughs> this is my favorite story about him. He was partying so much when he was like 25. <laughs> Sorry, it makes me laugh. <laughs> I'm already laughing too. <laughs> and I never laugh like that. I never seen Andrew lose his shit like this before a story even begins. I relate so much to it. So he's like 25 and he was partying a lot and like he was a big partier. He started he started coughing up blood like a lot and he's like guess I'm just getting older. Like he thought like he convinced himself he's bleeding out his mouth every day and he's like that just got a bad mouth. You know, that's that's hilarious, but like girls at one point if if you don't learn about your period or if you're too young yeah. to have not been told about it yet, you just start bleeding out of your vagina and you just go, I guess this is a thing like you, you think either think you're di- a lot of girls yeah. think they're dying, but a lot of times girls are just like I like I don't know what you think, but that but that, that actually is how you feel like as a woman. You just start bleeding out of your vagina and you're like, "Well, this is how it goes." But he started coughing up blood and was like, "Well, just part of life. Because I'm 25. Like, like, he, like he was like 80 or something. Like, he convinced, like, that's aging. I guess I've got older, you know? You, you know, something there. I do with pee that I think I've never talked Whoa. about publicly. But sometimes I'll be wearing, like, and this happens with poop, too. Sometimes I'll be, but not as much with poop, because when I wipe with poop, it's like I get all of it. I make sure I get yeah. until the, the toilet paper is white, you know? Yeah. It's rare that I keep that I who doesn't do that because sometimes I'll tell you who doesn't do it gross men they they go it'll be like they'll they'll wipe like five times and it'll be like to the point where there's like a little bit of a thing going on and they'll let it slide I know that you always do one or two more wipes so you see nothing yeah until you get nothing yeah but sometimes you're in a rush to go on stage and you don't have time and you are just like well it's not like it's not like you're not getting all the shit that came out. It's like there's more at the precipice. Do you know what I mean? And you just can't push it out yet. Okay, I'm sorry to be gross, but anyway, what happens to me in the front though is sometimes I'll be wearing like a long tank top, and I'll wipe my vagina, and the tank top will get cut caught up in my wipe. So I will wipe with my tank top, and I have like a vagina streak of pee on my tank top, and I have to tuck it in because then it's just like a front stain. I've wiped with my own tank top before is what I'm saying. And sometimes I fear when I wipe the back that my tank top's going to get caught up. So a lot of times I have to, um, like I have, I have a backpack that has a lot of dangly straps on it because Bobby Kelly talked me into, Robert Kelly, comedian, talked me into getting this dumb backpack that has too many straps because it's made for like a man who likes a lot of accessories on their backpacks. And sometimes the strap, I wear my backpack to go to the bathroom because I just don't want to take it off when I'm at the airport. And sometimes I'll wipe the straps up into my butt like the straps will go with me on a wiping journey and so i have to go clean the straps in the sink is this relatable i don't know well first of all the thing with the the tank top no one thinks that it's pissed because it's your tank top so you could kind of get away with that you know what i mean it's right where my vagina would lie so if the tank top was outside might not tucked in oh this is our stop but i don't think people i don't think people are thinking piss when it's on a shirt for some reason when a shirt's wet, you don't go to piss. The front part of the shirt that's right in where my vagina is, it's just a streak of wetness. Come on, that's going to look like piss. I don't know. I think you could get away with that. But if you have shit on your backpack, eh, people probably think it's shit. Um, but but it, black it. straps. Oh, then you're fine. Oh, my God. My biggest fear is, like, sometimes you do go to the bathroom 
Number two. And it's like on your back. Like, how does it get up there? What? Not on your back, but you gotta like go up. Yeah, and I it's wipe, not like a splashy I one. I wipe forward, and people think I'm fucking insane because they're like, "Don't you put shit on your balls?" And I go, "Yeah." <laughs> Wait a second. Do you really wipe forward? Yeah. I cuff my balls with one hand, and then I wipe forward with the other. And Wait, they, this is them. huge. This is like you kissing Halsey on the phone. <laughs> You wipe forward from when you take a shit? Yeah. You don't wipe backwards at all? There's a couple reasons why. Number one, I'm not flexible. Uh, number two, I'm lazy. So those things add up to where I just lift my balls and wipe forward. But the problem is, is as I've gotten older, I get... I love, by the way, that we're in a subway station. And I'm sorry if this is the sound quality is terrible, you guys, but this is the only time we could get this done. Um, and Andrew is screaming about holding his balls. And there's like, we're walking out of the subway... Um, about to walk up some stairs. I'm exhausted by this story. Yeah, I don't even understand how you do that. Well, the problem is, is as you get older, as a man, you get paint hair. So you, there's a problem there. But I have a bidet at my house now. So that helps a little bit. But I still wipe forward. I'll, always, I'll wipe forward till I die. And there are other forward wipers out there. A lot of them don't want to admit it, but... Well, I was talking earlier today on the radio show, which I don't know if that's the clip you're going to hear. So if um, if you want to go back and listen to Thursday's episode, I talk about a hookup I had the other night. And I wasn't ready downtown. I wasn't ready for the hookup. I didn't see it happening. And I didn't know it was going to happen. And do you ever feel not ready, Andrew, for... A hookup, like in terms of like maybe you've wiped some shit on your balls. Yes, but I think when you drink, the smells are terrible because you'll go out all night for like four hours and then you'll come. You're not gonna throw a shower in between a fuck. Hmm. But as a sober person, I haven't drank in a long time. I know when I'm smelly. I, I definitely shower before I, I, I uh, you know, I hook up with a woman. But if we're just fucking. I tend not to mind. I do, I do not believe that you and your girlfriend will hang out all day and you'll maybe take a shit during that day. I don't believe that when you get back to her apartment or your apartment and you guys start hooking up that you'll go, excuse me, hon, I'm going to go give my balls a wipe down because I shit and may have gotten some shit on my balls. And, and she puts her head down there and like, and like does some stuff. Do you really clean before every hookup? I try to. I really do. Because I know the kind of wiper I am. How do you so clean? If be, how do you clean if there's no wet wipes available? What do you do in a, in a, a what your, what's your cleaning? What's your prep uh, regimen if you're about to hook up with your girlfriend? What do you mean though? Like so, there's no shower available. Yeah, there's no shower available. Then I probably I'll, maybe I won't. You know, tell her to go down. Not tell her, but have her go down on me. Maybe I'll just keep it to fucking. Okay. I'm talking about pubic hair, though, too. Like, I do trim my pubes as, as a guy. I don't go completely down. I wasn't even talking about pubic hair. I mean, like, yeah. I like to give it a really good, like, I had taken a shower late in the night when I hooked up. And so it was, like, a couple hours before. But I still, like, sweated on the way there, mm-hmm. to, on the way to this place where I met this guy or saw this guy. I was still, like, not fresh as a daisy where I'd want his face down there. I just want to, would want to be fully... I'm just wondering what a guy does in a bathroom. Because a girl, I would wet up... This is what I would do. If I knew I was going to hook up with a guy, and my vagina, let's say hair-wise, was where I needed it to be, but like smell-wise, I'm just like wanting to make sure it's perfect. I would do what Amy Schumer did in the movie uh, Smashed. Is that her movie with Goldie Hawn? 
there's a great scene where she's going to hook up with this guy. Have you seen that movie with Goldie Hawn that she did? Um, it's really funny, this scene. She's, she doesn't foresee it happening. And so it's all of a sudden she's like, I think I'm going to hook up. She goes in the bathroom and she like lifts up her leg on the counter and wets a paper towel, puts some soap on it and gives it a scrub with a paper towel, which is what I do. And then I take another paper towel and wet that and to get the soap off and just, then I wet that and I scrub it. And this is all in like a public restroom at like a restaurant. And then I like fan it with my hand to, so it doesn't like get like wet and moldy, not moldy, but like it doesn't, it dries, air dries Mm -hmm. and then I'm ready to go. Do you ever do that before you get your dick sucked? I mean, if there's no shower whatsoever, sometimes... Having to shower before you get your dick sucked every time is not a thing that you do. There's no way. There's just no way, Andrew. I mean, it's close. I'm telling you. I do love the idea, though, of a woman just dabbing her vagina twice with a wet paper towel and thinking that's going to eliminate the smell that is inside you that has been your smell for your whole life. It absolutely does. It absolutely cuts down on whatever could be, like, sweaty and a little bit, like funky it gives yeah if you have bv if you have bacterial vaginosis that's an underlying issue that's going to seep out but even that can be treated a little it's like popping in a mint if you have halitosis it's going to give it something it's going to make it better than it was if you didn't wipe down but i don't have bv now i do i can't have a smelly pussy though because just like i can have smelly armpits I just want to give it, it it does so much to give it a wipe with water. It really does. Is there for women any kind of like, you know, you drop the thing in the toilet, uh, like an Alka-Seltzer, but for your pussy? (laughs) That should be a thing. Well, what they are is like feminine wipes that you carry around in your bag. Now, I've used um, face wipes, like that you use to take off your makeup. Mm -hmm. I've used those. Get, but if, if they're wet wipes, that's your best bet. But then you smell like chemicals a little bit. And then you're, you're always running this risk of like, especially with mints. When I made out with this guy the other night, we both had t- taken a handful of mints on our own accord. Like didn't do it in front of each other, but like right before. Because when we kissed, we both, he was so minty, which I appreciated. But also I was like, I don't need this much mint. And I was so minty because I had just taken a handful of Altoids. So it's almost like... You both, you kind of give away that you care, you know? So if my vagina's too, like, too fragrant, like, good fragrant, I feel like they know that I care and I tried and that I'm really dirty underneath. So you, like, walk this line of being like, it's just my natural smell of, like... If it smells like a fish, it's a dish. If it smells like perfume, you leave it alone. No one said that. It doesn't even rhyme at the end. The first part was really good. I I really thought perfume rhymed with alone until I said it out loud. What? (laughs) But maybe maybe it's a different rhyme. But I think if it smells like perfume, oh, no, you leave it at home. Or I don't know. (laughs) Wait, I thought you were just making a joke. That really is a saying of some sort? Yeah, there's a saying because if it smells like a fish, it's a dish. Okay, hold on a second. Can we just stop and look at how cute my fucking neighborhood is? I was walking here yesterday to my new apartment and I was like I yeah. have done what I like I have created for my life the I, movie version yeah. of my life when I used to think about myself living in New York City as a girl you have all these like dreams for yourself of like I'll leave my apartment and it'll be a beautiful day and there are going to be people about that are cool looking and cute little shops and like it just isn't what New York is until you have money <laughs> 
Yeah. And I just never thought I'd, I, I hate to say it, but like, I have a movie, I have a movie version of my life. No, it's the next one. I don't even know where my apartment is now. I just have to look at the address still. I know this is a famous pizza place. This is a cute shop. And my apartment is just nestled snugly right here. And I just like, I used to always watch, not always watch, but I used to see Helen Hunt in the movie What Women Want with, um, as I'm like going to get keys out of my purse, I'm like dropping trash in the street. And I'm like, I'm who I've always wanted to be. Yet the trash, the, the white trash Nikki still emerges entering my building. But I used to watch Helen Hunt in that movie and be like, that's what I want. She was like a advertising executive and she had like smart pantsuits with like cute blazers and she was like blonde and cute and I was like I just want to have like a proposal due on Friday and be stressed out about it and live in a cute apartment and I've done that but it's um, almost like it's almost like what it's almost like Can you hold this? at what point do you now feel like in your mind, you are Helen Hunt now. Like, you made it to the apartment that probably was in your dreams, right? I mean, there's always room to go up. You could always maybe be overlooking Central Park. No, this is the dream. Okay. So then how does that make you feel? Do you feel still motivated? Does it mess with your motivation? Do you still yeah, because I got to like maintain it. <laughs> Do you still feel like a dog like David Goggins? Remember when he was like, when you get there, are you going to be content, like, do you still feel motivated even though you've reached your No, because I look apartment? inside my purse and I'm like, you're trash, Nikki. <laughs> you're pure trash. I mean, this apartment, there's underwear on the floor. Oh, man. I mean, like. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, yeah. The, this is the thing. Like, I moved to New York. I lived until about a year ago. I lived in East Village. I just smelled my underwear that were on the floor. And you know, girls, when you smell them and you're like, oof, this isn't a good week for me. Guess what? This is a great week for me. I wore those to bed and they smell fantastic. Talk about, I have a fucking good smelling pussy and I'm confident this week. That makes me feel so good. I just picked up old underwear. They smell good. I don't have to doubt myself. Girls, pick up your old underwear and smell it. And if it's bad, do something about it. No, it's a dish. No, it's, oh, it's a dish if it's bad. (laughs) Oh, wait. And then I'm, if. Think about it. If if it's a fish, it smells like it's a dish is because you're not covering anything up. You're like, yo, this is my fish. Mm. So then you shouldn't. Okay, and then you should. I got it. I get what you're saying. I have to start packing, so we're going to take a brief break on this podcast. We'll be back with more right after this. All right, we're we're back. I packed. um, It's how many minutes later? 20 minutes later. I feverishly packed while Andrew listened to his own music on his phone while laying on my couch. There was nothing for him to do, by the way. I'm not giving you shit. Why do I? I have like a camel print in my elevator. This is my first time in my elevator. Oh, it's a cow. A dead cow. We're standing on a dead cow that gave its life for this carpet. What? It's giving you the willies. Yeah, it's pretty weird. You just never expected it in an elevator. Yeah, it's like a dead animal that we're... It's, it doesn't feel great, but I don't actually mind it. It looks kind of cool. It looks chic. I will say that. That's the problem. Meat tastes good. Animals look chic. It doesn't matter, though. You don't get to wear them and just because they look chic. You guys have heard me talk about this a bazillion times. I'm waiting for my Uber now. I'm headed to the airport. Andrew was carrying my bag and my backpack like a true friend and road companion, even though he's not coming on this gig, which I do feel bad about because he's losing out on income this week. You know I feel bad about that. However, the income is going to another man in need, greater need than you, good sir. Yes, I'm completely fine with it. Look, Yeah, you've never been anything but cool. And also, I I picked up, uh, if you want to see me, I'm also performing in Kansas City. 
All right. Well, I got to say goodbye to you right now. And you're not. You're. What, you just picked up some gigs yeah, opposite right by me to challenge. From you. It's, yeah. yeah. This might be my Uber. Will you ask if they're for Nikki? I don't. I didn't look up what the car was. I should have done that. I'm treating myself to a luxurious car ride, um, an Uber Black, which costs like probably thirty dollars more, but like I think it's worth it. He's not going to talk to me because that's my preference. It's just the disparity between the cars underneath this one and this one. Like, I'm. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll take the backpack in the back seat. Actually, Andrew's loading my backpack. Thank you so much. On the road, on the go. Bye, Andrew Collin. Thank hey. you for being on the show this week. Take good care of her now. Oh, God. He does this thing where he taps on the on the car whenever he puts me, it loads me in. She's a good woman. Take good care of her. He, that's what he tells the Uber driver. It's humiliating. Oh, but don't do that. Okay. No, no, no. Stop it. He's, he's touching the window with his palm. Like, that is something this driver wants. I apologize for him. He's doing a bit. He's a comedian. To be honest, though, every time he does that bit, the drivers laugh because it is so ridiculous to just tap on the, the car and say take good care of her and act like you're sending your daughter off to college it's a good bit from andrew collin and what a perfect time to head on into monday's clip which was monday's show was anya marina lisa curry and nick youssef all in studio and we covered so many topics this day but this is us talking about um my dream for myself it's such an embarrassing dream but it's just something that I've always pictured for myself and it leads to a interesting discussion Lisa Curry Anya Marina Nick Youssef Monday show here we go I remember it's it was- so funny because like people put obviously put their best stuff on Instagram but then the second somebody puts up something and they're like I'm sad I'm like oh fuck off just journal about it stop Dude, telling us agreed agreed yeah. I don't want to see your or tears crying. either <laughs> I do not want to see people get crying. a therapist I'm trying to think of any example of someone being that vulnerable that I've been like I like this yeah. even like I mean <laughs> I don't like that but I like it more than them like going like over the top lying about how happy they are I, but yeah. i see through that like, well, so much though yeah it's people almost, i guess do that more now it's uh, it, all of it is so embarrassing all of it <laughs> it's selfies are embarrassing i remember 10 years ago driving in la and seeing a guy pause in front of largo or something on la cienega and he, there was full traffic both ways and he just was walking alone stopped put up his phone no. and took a selfie and i was like oh <gasps> Disgusting, and now that's a normal thing. But I just remember thinking, like, a man taking a selfie. This is like old me from 1749. It was only 10 years ago. Yeah, and now I wouldn't even blink seeing that. Like, yeah, yeah he needs to put something on Instagram for content, or he's sending something to a girl, or yeah, it's it's all a lie. Because even in a picture, when you, sm- I that's why I hate <clears throat> stage pictures where everyone just leans in and smiles. I like candid better, but you can't do mm-hmm. candid. You can't be like, guys, let's take a candid where you all. I mean, I guess you can. You can. That should but be the it's new fake. thing, but I can't stand. Just it's it's all f- like no one's smiling in that moment, and you all just turn and start smiling. We need like, to be walking around creepy. with a photographer. We need a documentarian photographer yeah. with us at all times. You just need a drone to just fly yeah. around and yeah. just, just, snap. just snap photos. Like let's take a photo. We already are. Yeah, it's yeah. being go uploaded. Th- and then we we'll can go get the footage these. from the police department. I'm not yeah. kidding you. One of my biggest desires in this world, and this is so shallow and so stupid, but I want to be snapped by the paparazzi canoodling. <laughs> Desperate for it. Love it. I crave it when I see it online when couples are falling in love on the sidewalk and they're like kissing outside a brunch spot. Oh yes. my God. I love it so much and I want to be, that is what I want more yeah. than anything in this world. Do you guys have any like things like that? 
that you um, are ashamed to admit? I mean, I know that's an open-ended question, I mean, but does that does would you want that, Lisa? Yes. Would you want to be just a relationship? to have like a paparazzi shot would be fun. But I I also have I friends be someone encroaching on that my have privacy. hired paparazzi <laughs> or like that have hired a photographer and then have later sold those pictures as though they were paparazzi mm. shots. Oh yeah, which is a you that know that's a the lot, best way. Right? Right? I befriended some paparazzi mm-hmm. when I was on Dancing with the Stars because they would be waiting outside the studio every day and I would just be out there chatting them up the whole like everyone would be like you have to come in and I'm like I'm getting to know these guys because <laughs> they funny. they did some yeah, good like, shit hey, for Tim. me they they would like film me going and they made it look like I was dating Joe Amabile from The Bachelor because we went and got coffee together and I saw them sniping and I was like, just look like you're having like a fun time. I was, because I knew they would get posted <laughs> yes. if it was like, ooh, rumors swirling, which I know his girlfriend. It would That's just be ridiculous so to us. But I got some good press out of it. I was like, oh, this is, and I, they did a funny interview with me that I loved and I was like, I'm going to befriend these guys. And they were like, dude, if you ever want us to come shoot you, just like hit us up. Yes. So I was like, oh my God, if I, I, I would, I would, I would stage a thing. I yeah, really why would. Not? Why yeah, not? You should. Everyone else is staging everything anyway. <laughs> it's all being, you're right. The second you activate an Instagram account, you're like, now to stage the life that I want. Yes. <laughs> yes. But if I don't know that I'm being photographed, but I like sent, yeah, think they might better. be there, it's so sexy and fun. I you love. should have sent them to your last date with that, um, the guy from the dating app. That would have needed a drone. Um, he was up in the hills. <laughs> yeah, I want to see that swimming pool shot. Oh, uh, I hills. have an update oh, on that guy. I have an update okay, on so the guy. I went on a Raya date. Have you? Are you on Raya, oh, yeah. Lisa? No, have you been on I'm Raya in a relationship date? now. Oh, you're in a relationship. That's right. It's awesome. new. But I was on Raya, and it was weird. Did you Garbage. go on any dates from it? I went on a couple of dates, and they were really strange. How were they different than other dating apps to you? I just felt like the guys weren't like really connected with reality mm-hmm. and they weren't like super stoked that I'm poor. <laughs> uh, really? They wanted uh, not. See, that's, see, funny. that's hilarious. They wanted you to be. I mean, I think they were like, oh, so you're a comic. So you're like very successful. And I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. what's your. What's your parameter for success? Yeah. <laughs> How comedy has changed, by the way. Before the comedy boom, people are like, oh, you're a comedian? You must live on a bus stop yeah. or whatever. And, like, right. and now they're like, oh, how many Netflix specials do you have? Right. Do you own mansions? Eddie Murphy getting $70 million. Dude. That is a, crazy. No one That's needs crazy. that much money. It's stu- I don't like it. That was Monday's show. I am back. Um, I am now um, on in in on the road in the road, in the midst of it, at a hotel room in um, Kansas City, Kansas, I believe. I believe I'm on the Kansas side. I'm out by the airport. I'm staying at a hotel by the airport, which honestly are the worst. It's always the worst hotels. I mean, they're well run because they have to be because they're your only option, but you're not going to stay at a nice hotel. Although, staying at one of the chains... You would recognize the name. Um, And it's actually not half bad. I was really depressed yesterday about staying at one of these airport hotels because the options out by this club in Kansas City, there's just no nice hotels. And I was so mad that I was going to have to stay at a bad hotel. And I took took a cab here yesterday and um, I was going to pull up. I was planning on pulling up and being like, fuck this, and then getting back in and leaving. Because sometimes you book a hotel online and then you get to it and you're like, it's far worse than it looked like online. This one looked bad online and I was had a feeling I was going to just see it and then get back in the car and then stay at a nicer hotel like 40 minutes away and just choose to commute 40 minutes to my shows every night. 
But instead, I pulled up to the hotel and I saw my favorite chain restaurant right outside. And um, it's a Ruby Tuesdays, which is my favorite restaurant to eat at on the road. I love salad bars and Ruby Tuesday salad bars is the best. I just love an endless salad bar. I love giant heaps of vegetables that I can eat until I can't breathe anymore. And that's what the salad bar is. And so last night I saw that Ruby Tuesdays and I was like, I don't care what this hotel is. I'm staying because I love a, I love a walk across a parking lot to a Ruby Tuesdays. Also, last night I thought I had a show on Thursday nights, which is why I left immediately after radio and had to do the podcast in a rush on the train with Andrew because I had no time to do the podcast another time because I had to get on a plane because I had to be there for a Thursday night show. Guess what? No Thursday night show. Instead, I had to be here Thursday night so that I could wake up at 6 a.m. this Friday morning to do radio for fucking five hours. It was the longest day of press. Not even the longest day of press, but one of the longest days of press in a local market. And I was not a happy camper. Not at anyone in particular. Just at the fact that I was having to do way too many stations and TV shows. And sometimes you do these radio shows and they want you to hang out because I'm good at radio. I am a dream guest for a radio host. I'm a radio host, so I understand what when it's not, what it's like having a guest in who talks a lot, can keep the conversation going. You don't have to do that much driving, even though you can because you're a host. And this guy was like a professional too, one of the best uh, radio guys in the market. But I come in there, and of course he wants me to hang out for six different segments because. I'm fucking easy to talk to and I'm funny. And after a while you go, am I here to promote my shows or am I here to be good radio? Listen, I love doing radio. It was actually really, really fun, but we didn't talk about my shows enough. And I felt like I was just there to be good radio and I could be sleeping instead of that. I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful anyone wants to hear me on the show, but at some point you go, what is this for? You know, and it was one of those mornings. So I was, you know, I was a little annoyed, but it still was really fun. And then I went and did two um, TV stations back to back for like a one minute interview each in which I pretty much hijacked the situation and I stare down the barrel of the camera and I tell people that I'm going to be really famous soon. So this is the time to see me because you're not going to be able to see me for this low of a ticket price anymore. I pretty much just brag a lot because people respond to that. And it's true. Like, if I'm going to be honest with these people that are watching this morning TV show, you're not going to get a chance to meet me in a year because I can't do meet and greets the rest of my life. So now's the time to go. So if you're in Kansas City, Missouri or Kansas, I'm on the border here. Come to shows this weekend. And um, if you want to get a meet and greet, but you can't afford it, buy a regular ticket and DM me on Instagram that you can't afford a meet and greet and I'll bump you up so you can meet me. That is my plan otherwise um yeah so I'm at the Kansas City Improv but anyway so I did all this press this morning and I didn't have a show last night and I felt weird being in town I got in at like 5 p.m and I didn't have a show and I was just like oh I could just like go to sleep because I had a really bad travel day too we got stuck on the tarmac at LaGuardia in a small plane next to a girl who wanted to talk to me 
and all I wanted to do was sleep and drool all over, which I did. Oh, man, I drooled all over my pillow in my lap. I was, like, leaning forward on the table that you pull down, you know, and there was just drool cascading down my arm and my pillow, and I'm sure someone took a video of it. I mean, it was just too disgusting not to. And everyone on the plane is like awake on the tarmac because we're just waiting for this plane to take off. So I had a long travel day. I land. I don't have a show. I thought I had a show. I was happy I didn't have a show. But I also felt listless. Like, what am I going to do? I didn't want to work out. It was still light outside. My best friend from high school lives in town, but I didn't want to bother her. And so I called, I texted my old professor from University of Kansas. And the University of Kansas where I went to school is like an hour away, 45 minutes away from where I am. And he and I have stayed in touch since I graduated. He was like a, he was my teacher my freshman year or my sophomore year. And then we became friends my senior year. He's like a younger teacher, still older than me, but much younger and we became like really good friends and it sounds creepy now that I'm saying it like that but um this like he was like a young teacher that we just kept in touch and um and he's a writer and he's awesome and I haven't seen him in so so long and he helped me through some breakups by being a really good friend and he came and I uh he met me at Ruby Tuesdays and we caught up and it was really nice and um and it was nice because I need to stop talking so much. I've been put on, um, I've been given doctor's orders to stop speaking so much all the time. And they were talking about like, because I'm developing a, a, a polyp on my vocal cord, which could get really bad. It's not even close to being bad, but it could get bad. And so they're telling me, you need to cut down on talking. I said, well, I have a podcast every week. I have a radio show every week. I have stand up every week. And they're like, well, you don't need to cut down on that stuff. And I'm like, can you make me? And they're like, no, we would never do that. That's work. And I'm like, please. And they're like, no, you really need to just stop talking outside of that. And I was like, oh, you mean socializing? And they're like, kind of. And I'm like, oh, great. So now I have an excuse to never do anyone else's podcast because I need vocal cord rest. And I have an excuse to never, ever go to dinner with friends again, which is truly the only thing I live for. It's going to be a bummer. But let me cut this uh, segment short because as I'm talking about not needing to talk, I need to stop talking. So let's talk about me talking on Tuesday's show. Tuesday's show. What was any of this to say? This was all to say that I'm tired. There's a Ruby Tuesdays nearby that makes me so happy. I could go to like Kansas City vegan restaurants that people recommend, but I'm a simple bitch and I like simple pleasures and Ruby Tuesdays. It just made me so happy to see that yesterday. I was so happy. I just love a simple salad bar. And let me be honest, it wasn't that good of a salad bar. My memories of what the Ruby Tuesday salad bar used to be are not being met anymore. Um, but that's just because things change. And when you're in Kansas, people like a lot of cheese dishes on a salad bar. And when you're vegan, you can't touch those. This is Tuesday's show. Kelsey Cook, Anya Marina, and we're talking about acupuncture do you know anything about it I sure don't even though I get it done every week and it's the best Tuesday show Kelsey Cook Anya Marina here we go yeah that's I mean your whole uh, podcast is about self-help yes and you guys um have do have you ever uh, talked about acupuncture on the show I want I've done acupuncture and really love acupuncture but what did you do it for 
for for stress, for allergies, for anxiety. Because you have some weird weird allergies. You're allergic so many, to like everything. To everything, yeah. Yeah. Bubble child. Uh-huh. Um, but I love <laughs> I love acupuncture. I didn't know. I didn't even. I don't know how it works. I listened to a podcast last night called How Stuff Works. It's one of my favorite podcasts. They've been on. They've been doing this podcast for like over a decade. So any yeah. topic you're interested in, they have an episode about. Mm-hmm. So I was listening to the one about acupuncture last night, and there's like t- two thousand points in your body. It is a. They believe it's like an energy system that runs through your body, and at these points, they can like disrupt the energy or inspire the energy. I don't know. Yeah, I did. I fell asleep to this podcast. To be honest, with you. <laughs> these men's voices are very soothing. It's a great podcast to listen to to go to sleep as you learn how stuff works. Um, but uh, it's yeah. I got my period back from it. Like I, I didn't have Whoa. my period for like since September. It went away on Dancing with the Stars because it was so stressful. And, yeah. Um, and then I got it a little bit in January and then I haven't had it since and I've just been like, God, I'm not even a woman. Like I just hate it. And I was going to get on a medication that was going to make it happen. And then I went to two different doctors. I went and got my ovaries checked to make sure like everything even works down there and everything's fine. And they were like, you just need to gain weight and, um, stop and rest. And I was like, well, I don't want to do either of those because I. I'm not, I'm sorry if my, they're like, you're too skinny to get a period. And I, I got to be right. honest with you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> I just don't, I'm, I know women can be as, I'm, I, I've been too thin before. I just don't feel that way. And I ref, I like the way I am. And I'm going to, and that's a weird thing to be like, I like how thin I am. I do. I don't want to gain, I don't want to gain any. I don't want to lose any. And I refuse to gain weight so I can get my period when these other Hadids are getting their periods. <laughs> And they're so skinny. Like, why do some girls get to be so skinnier than me? And they get their periods. Body fucking figure it out. So, but do they? Yeah, maybe not. We don't know. I know, girl. I know. That's a good point. That is a really good point. But I do know girls that are skinnier than me that do get their periods. And so I'm just like, it. I know it's possible. It's not fair. So I um. This doctor was like, I went to a, like an actual doctor, doctor, and she's like, okay, so you can take this one pill or you can go get acupuncture. And I was like, wait, wow, and- you don't hear that very often, no, never. Eastern no. and Western medicine never come together, yeah. And this bitch was like, yeah, the, the acupuncture will get it back. And Anya had suggested that to me a couple weeks before I went to see this doctor, and I was kind of just like, yeah, Anya with her <laughs> frou frou teas. And this bitch just prescribed me some tea that was really expensive, and I did acupuncture a bunch, and she'd like put heat lamps on me and all this stuff. I pretty much needed to like warm my uterus. <laughs> like an I, iguana. It really <laughs> did feel like I go there. I went there yesterday, and I totally do feel like an iguana. A That's bleeding so iguana. funny. But she's so it gentle worked, when she puts the needles in. She's just mm. like, you okay? Like she's, it's so soothing, and I sleep so hard in the 15 minutes that I get it done. Yes. It's like this deep sleep that I've never felt before. It's crazy. It's so good. Like, how often do you go and do you only go when it's, it's you need something fixed? I haven't done it in a couple years, but I was going maybe once a week or once every other week. I also have um, IBS, and so I was going for that, too. So yeah. she would put it, like, uh, around my stomach and do a stomach massage. And it's it's almost like taking a drug. Like once you feel that feeling, you're like, oh my god, people can feel this way. But with sleep, with acupuncture, once you feel that yeah. like deep rest, you're I I didn't even know I was capable of feeling so relaxed. I really think it's something people should look into. I never considered it. I was just like, it's just not for me. But I I don't even know what it's doing for me. I mean, it gave me back my period, but it's it. I'm just I want to go back every week. Yes. I look forward to it, 
and we you think about stuff like that, you don't look forward. She's a Chinese doctor. Like this woman yeah. is a doctor that I go to. That I sat yeah. in her doctor's office. She wears a fucking lab coat. Like she's a doctor, yeah. and she's sticking with me with needles. And it's just so interesting that we don't consider that medicine, right? Uh, when it's been around much. for a thousand. I mean, and the herbs so, that go with it. Yes. Yeah, the teas Chinese I have medicine to drink. is so powerful. These... I've got lost my period twice and only gotten it back both times with acupuncture. Yeah, and these teas I'm drinking are disgusting. Every morning I have to do like a glass of Jaeger. That's how it tastes, yeah. is Oof. just chugging Jaeger. Oof. Um, and then you wash it down with Jaeger too. You have to, <laughs> so I come in here a little drunk. I'm back on the, I'm back on the sauce. But, little um, chaser. That was Tuesday's show. I'm still in my hotel room in Kansas City, and I have shows tonight and tomorrow. I have a facial tonight at 4. I'm so excited. My face is completely broken out because I started my period. And to be honest with you, I'm not very happy about it. Every month, my period means that one day before my period, I have suicidal thoughts and bloating and none of my clothes fit. And then my I start getting really weird breakouts on my face that don't heal. And then after my period, I get new breakouts that don't heal. And my face, I feel like it, I just can't even do my, I know this is like the most dumb thing to lament, but like I haven't been able to take a picture from my Instagram story because my acne is so bad. It's just too bad this week. And it makes you not want to be seen and it makes you not want to go out. And so I'm getting a facial tonight, hopefully to take care of it. But I don't think anything can take care of it. If you're on a birth control pill that controls your acne and doesn't make you a wild bitch and still makes you feel sexual, because that's the problem with birth control. It clears up your skin, but it also makes me feel like asexual. And also birth control pills change the way you smell and change your pheromones. It makes you either less attractive to men, less attracted to men. I just need recommendations of birth control pills. Girls, if you know any that don't give you migraines, don't make you feel crazy, still make you feel sexual, give you big tits, clear up your skin, low hormone, whatever it is, if you have any recommendations that you feel strongly about that are not the IUD, I do not want an IUD, will you please DM me and recommend it? I need a pill. I need a pill. Don't give me an arm implant. My friend did an arm implant birth control and it made her lose her mind essentially lose her mind to the point where she like had a like a breakdown and had to um leave town and move back home with her parents and like she's happy now and lives in Virginia Beach and has a kid but she quit comedy and I don't want to quit comedy so don't give me a birth control recommendation that's going to make me quit comedy (laughs) um yeah I've just felt like a mess ever since I got my period I got my period back it had been so many months since I had it but now I'm I'm I don't want it again and make yes I feel like a woman again but I also feel hideous because I have acne all over my goddamn face it's not fun it's not fun and then you got to put makeup on top of it which makes it not heal and then you just have like a big like giant anthill on your chin and I don't want it anymore and I I'm, I'm tired of acne I fought through it my whole young adult life. I kept people away from me because of it. I kept boys away because I hated it. I don't want it anymore. In fact, the other night I had a hookup, a slight hookup that we're going to talk about on the next clip um, in which I got to make out with a boy, which was so fun. And he kept like grabbing my face as he made out with me. And the second he touched my face, I was like, oh my God, he's touching zits. I can't handle it. I can't handle it. 
and it took me out of it. I stopped enjoying it. I'm touching a zit right now and I'm not even meaning to because I'm holding my chin how he held it. Oh my God, if he felt that one, that was a bad one. And then that's what you convince yourself. That's why he's not calling. Um, you know, by the way, he is not not calling, but we'll get into it. You're going to hear about my hookup right now, but um, also fuck acne. I'm tired of it. And if you're struggling with it out there, I feel you. I feel your pain. I feel my zit on my finger. This and this is just one of like a hundred. I swear to God. When I have clear skin, my life is so much better. That's one thing where you know, you can go up and down in weight, and really, you they're the same person. You know, I feel better when I'm not at a a certain weight, but like generally, I can be happy if I'm ten pounds overweight or overweight, meaning over what I like to be. I cannot be happy if I have ten zits. I don't want to have. I can't be happy. I'm just not as happy. So I feel everyone's pain if you suffer with acne and if you don't suffer with it, honestly, fuck you. Like I just, you don't know how good your life is. When people have not dealt with acne, you just don't get it. So honestly, you and your clear face that you're like, yeah, I get a sit here and there. No, no, no. Fuck you. Fuck you. And I say that lovingly, but honestly, fuck you. And I'm talking to my sister right now. She listens to the podcast and she has never suffered with acne like I have. Yeah, she gets zits here and there. Nothing compared to what I have. My whole childhood, not childhood, but my whole teenage years, as soon as one would clear up, and one meaning like one that is so big, it is like painful, and it has others around it, and you put makeup on it and everyone can see it, as soon as that would heal, another one would emerge. I was never someone who could have a clear face. And then in my adulthood, I had moments of clear faceness because I was on the pill. And now, and then I had my period, I didn't have my period for nine months and I had no zits. It was awesome. But I also was probably like losing bone mass at an alarming rate. And also not having your period's not good. But it felt so good not having zits. Okay, I'm talking about it too much. Anyway, I'm just stressed about it. I'm going to meditate my zits away. But in in the meantime, let's talk about, um, I had a hookup the other night. And um, and this is from Thursday show. There was no show on Wednesday because I had a taping really late on Tuesday night that I didn't know about until Tuesday night. And it kept me up way too late. And I canceled radio on Wednesday because I'm trying to make good decisions for myself and my voice. And one of the best decisions you could do is know when you're overworked. Overworked and underfucked is, by the way, the name of the podcast episode that I did with Andrew Collin this week on his show, The Puddle Puddles Podcast puddles with Andrew Collin go listen to that episode um it's a really good one it just came out on Tuesday it's me and Andrew Collin on his podcast talking about a ton of stuff it's so fun but here's Andrew on my show on Thursday with Christian Finnegan and we're talking about um me hooking up in my apartment Christian Finnegan me Andrew Collin Thursday show let's get let's get to it the thing is, I don't even know that I want him as my boyfriend. Like, I right. I don't even know that I want any of that. Just but you I just, only fuck I just, your boyfriend. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's just to protect me because I'm just going to like you too much afterwards. And if you're not into me enough to, like, call me again and want to see me again, it's going to devastate me. And I just don't want to go through that. It has nothing to do with him. It's any fucking guy. So anyway, he's leaving and because he's like, I got to go jerk off. And I'm like, yeah, you because it's <laughs> In the not, car. I fr- I think he probably did. Like yeah, he was probably. really yeah. He has a long drive, so uh, <laughs> he le- he's walking out. I'm like walking him out, and uh, 
And he's like, so we should hang out sometime. You went all the way downstairs? Or no, just, no, no, like, to, uh, like to from my kitchen to the door yeah. down like the hall. And he, he's like, we should, so we should like, when you get a TV, we should watch a movie here sometime. And I was like, yeah, I have a TV in my bedroom. So I, I have a TV now. I mean, like, yeah, anytime. And he's like, okay, so like, so no, like, what can we do? And I'm like, he's like, can you put your mouth on it? And I was like, Jesus no, I'm sorry. And you like this person. I like him so much. <laughs> He's like I, women baffle me. I no, swear to God, so it's cute. like and you all like the same kind of people that well, you complain I like, about. Well, <laughs> I like a guy that's honest about like I like having an honest discussion yeah. about what can Will we do. Will you put your mouth on it? Come on, what are we twelve? Oh, that's not romantic. I think it's kind of hot. It's oh. kind of dirty. Yeah. God, I hate the you world. You want to throw? I your, hate the world. Okay, well, throw your he teeth goes, on this put, cock. There is no reward for being a good so person. You're so right. You're right. There's no, no this, reward. He's a good person. He just you doesn't. You want to tickle this cock with the back of your throat? <laughs> so I just what? Go, no, I can't. And I want to put my mouth on it so bad. Like I would love to do that, but I'm like I can't because now I blow, blew someone recently where I was like I'm not gonna fuck him. I'm just gonna blow him. He won't get in my heart. Like he he's not gonna fuck up my world if I just blow him. But it's still you still get attached to someone if you let their penis inside. Yeah, I you think some women way. would think blowing someone's more intimate than getting fucked. Yeah, it 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 ended up being like I feel like I didn't get hurt by the guy I blew because I just needed the practice uh, blowjob practice, and he's pretty worthless, and he um, is not someone that I will ever <laughs> trust like romantically. So it wasn't that bad, but I definitely did feel an emotional hangover from blowing someone that didn't love me. I was just like, that sucks. I wish I would could blow someone that loves me and like really <laughs> wanted to be with me. That would make this a lot better. But anyway, so he goes, can you put your mouth on it? I go, no. And he's walking out like, and he's negotiating. He goes, so what could, can we do? And I go, I can give you a hand job. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, I know. And I'm like not even good at hand jobs. So I'm like, I don't know. I'm picturing this in like black and white in the rain, like an old school like Casablanca have movie. Have you guys like, having your hey. representatives settle this? Like, I, having... That would be so hot. But there's something about him like turning around and being like, Want to put your mouth on it? Like, like there's no, something romantic. Like, him kind of walking like... backwards and me walking towards the door, like pushing him out. And he's like, "So," and I go, "I could give you a hand up." And he goes, "Okay." And he goes, "Um, can I go down on you?" And I was like, "Yes, that, absolutely." And he's like, "Okay." And I was like, "All right, good night." And then I shut the door. And he was can gone. I just say, as someone who has pulled, you, pulled that move before, what's behind that? Uh, the feeling is because yeah, I mean, I, lots of times I've, I just want to go down on a woman, whatever. But always in the back of my mind is if I go down on her yeah. and I make her come or whatever. Like if it gets that far, she'll buy your then, comedy album. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> she'll I'll get a, I'll get a follow on Twitter on it. Um, <laughs> But my her that she'll be overcome with lust and then her logic will go out the window and we'll fuck. Listen, um, that's always kind of on the. T I gotta be honest. I can have these rules, but if I get horned up enough, I can't yeah. help what I want to do. So yeah, yeah, I have these rules and I'm gonna stick to them. But if a guy went down on me and made me come a lot, like which I just don't foresee this guy being able to like nail it that hard out of the gate. I think we'll get to a place where we can do it a lot. But like, if. If he really were, I would feel some sense of obligation. However, I feel like I'd be pretty good about being like, you can just jerk off yourself and I'll watch. Like, you can definitely come, but I'm not going to do it. But I feel like the guidelines are good. Like, if you have the rules, then if you stray, you're not going to stray. Insane. So far. at least you have this set. Yeah. Game plan. God, I want to fuck this guy too. You should by just the fuck way. him right now. Right now. Go over there. <laughs> I'm dying to. That's the problem. I want like this guy to know. It's like a rom-com. You're running through the airport, and then you just start blowing him by the gate. When did you and your wife... 
<laughs> That's you, LaGuardia. Well, p- post 9-11, you can't do that. That's what you used to blow people to the gate all the time. Burn would be great. <laughs> you need a ticket. <laughs> yeah, you can't just go through fucking oh my security. God. Like, how romantic. <laughs> you pay for buy clear? I need to clear. I'm in love, and I need to do something dramatic. At, oh, yeah. In the... Everyone's just like, you get him, girl. And I just blow him by the gate. Do you want to get on? No, I don't want to go to Albuquerque. No, I just want to... to suck his dick for a little while. That was Thursday's show. And because there was no Wednesday show, we have a bonus clip, which came from me doing extra radio this week. I did a, an interview outside of the 10 to 12 slot that I usually am live on Sirius. I came in later in the day on Wednesday, the day I took off this week. I came in later that day to interview Hannah Brown. She was the Bachelorette contestant this year. She just finished the Bachelorette on um, on Tuesday night was the finale episode. She chose, um, quote unquote, the wrong guy who was lying. He had a girlfriend the entire time. Uh, he didn't really like that girl that he left behind, but the girl was like convinced she was his girlfriend he said, I love you. He said, I'm only going on the show for my music career, which was true. And then he gets on the show and he fell in love with The Bachelorette, which not because she's not amazing, but also because the show is if you go on that show, you're going to fall in love with whoever they tell you to fall in love with. You might think you can go on for your career, but you're going to get you're going to get swept away. That's what happened to him. He ends up winning the show. It comes up after he wins that he had a girlfriend. People magazine article came out. The girlfriend's the ex-girlfriend tells all. Hannah finds out about it while they're engaged right after she's picked him and she breaks up with him and then she breaks up with him again and for good on national TV on Tuesday night and this is Wednesday and I interviewed her right after she got she was doing a full press day after two days of like being on the bachelorette for the finale episodes this girl was a workhorse this week very tired I'm sure Got to my interview and just was a delight. So this is my a snippet of my conversation with Hannah Brown, the bachelorette, who chose Jed. She sent home Tyler, the hottest guy I've ever seen in my life, the guy that everyone wanted her to pick. Greatest, great guy, smart, kind, sincere, hot, 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 hot. Go look at a picture of Tyler and look at a picture of Jed. She chose Jed. Still don't understand why Jed tricked her is my guess. Um... But she had a lot to say, and it was awesome talking to her. She's a decade younger than me and infinitely wiser when it comes to men. God, I wish I could. I don't know, but she still makes mistakes, too. We all do. Oh, I'm continuing to make them. Not going to make a mistake here because this is going to take us out for the week. Uh, I took off Wednesday's show, but I got to still interview Hannah Brown later on Wednesday. So you're going to hear that right now, and I'm going to go take a nap after I meditate. Um, and I hope you all have a great weekend. I hope to see you at the shows in Kansas City. I'm in Atlanta next week. Here we go. Here's my interview with Hannah Brown from The Bachelorette. Squirt, squirt, jackpot. It was just good for us to watch as women to watch you. I can't say that enough. I think yeah. you're just a great um, role model Thank for you. women. For myself and Chloe, like, I look up to you and you're a decade younger than me. And so I just, I learned a lot Same. from you. And I'm Thank a decade you. older than I you. I learned yeah. so much. Yeah. So, and he's, 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 I did. From, have you had a lot of therapy? No. Wow. wow, you seem like you've had. At I least should have six... some therapy at this no, point. <laughs> I think you're fine. Yeah, honestly. I really do. Thank I've you. Had a lot of therapy, and you, you're so good. You're so in I'm touch with your. Yes. Yeah. And you know how you feel, and that was the thing that, like Nikki's saying, it was so inspiring to see a woman talk to a group of men many times and say, like, I don't feel good. 
Mm-hmm. And that would be plenty for you. And for me, I've I've worked years and years to just be able to say, like, I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. And you would just say, like, guys, I don't feel good, and you need to change it. And then mm-hmm. you'd, like, leave the room. And <laughs> yeah. that was so empowering just because I'm always thinking, like, I have to explain myself and defend my feelings because I'm so used to, like, men being like, you shouldn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. And you're just, like, owning it. I love what, she's, I love what you said, Hannah, about um, you would say – you, what you just said to me, I hear it. Thank you for saying that. But this is how it felt to me when you said that. Is that what you intended to make me feel? Because what a guy says and how it makes you feel and what he thinks it's going to make you feel can be two very different yeah. things. So for you to then take what he said and say, well, when you say that, it makes me feel this. Is that what you meant to make me feel like? Yes. Is that is That's a great varsity. Varsity. Yeah. varsity. <laughs> Communication is so important to me and uh being able to be sometimes honest to a fault but I want the the person that I am in a relationship with and in in this case the people (laughs) I was in relationships with to know exactly where I'm at and to be able to give fully to them about where I how I'm feeling and Um, how everything's affecting me because when you are able to do that then you can really see how that person can respond and if that's something you want in a partner and if they can communicate with you at that certain level and um can I ask you about when Jed said he won the show and you had you had already separated after your engagement and you had worked through some things already that had kind of bubbled up but at this point you were still engaged you were looking forward to seeing him probably on the after it was before the people article came out I think and you said that he went back to Nashville and uh, had and you were like you're telling your friends tell me what what are they saying about it and he was like yeah I told him I won yeah I I call he had just gotten to Nashville and I was like have you told anybody because I was so secretive like I did not tell really any of my friends um about anything because I wanted to keep it as private as possible and to keep the integrity of the show mm-hmm. and um, my experience. So he, I was like, "Did have you told anybody?" He's like, "Yeah, I told my roommates." I was like, "Oh my god, okay. Well, what did they say?" And or like, "What, what did you say?" And he was like, "Yeah, I just like called him and told him I or saw him and, and told him that I won." And I was like, "You didn't win. <sighs> yeah. We got engaged." Yeah. It, it, just even the words used hurt but then I realized that a lot of people say that like oh I can't wait to see who wins I can't wait so I was like okay people say that all the time but I think from the person that was now my fiance I wanted him to be like y'all I just fell in love with this girl I'm engaged and it's not a contest it's not this has been a Comedy Central podcast 